Welcome to the InScape Podcast, where we explore the inner world and discover our unique power to create. My name is Tanya Nelson, and this is Episode 9, Power. As I start this podcast, I get this overwhelming sense of humility and immediately when we talk about power, I know to go into my inscape. I know to be connected and to be in alignment with power. It takes a great amount of practice and it takes a great amount of vulnerability and it takes a great amount of understanding what power is. And so I'm humbled by the opportunity to try and have the conversation about what is power and how relevant it is in our worlds. It is probably one of the most distorted and misunderstood subjects, in my opinion. And if you think about what it is that we're all searching for, if you think about the wars that get started and the discord in our lives, so much of it comes from this sense of power struggle. And so if you don't think that this applies to you, I promise that it does. And I have met so many people, and myself included, with a misunderstanding of what power is and avoidance and a struggle with even being able to allow the conversation of power. Because like most of us, We have grown up in an environment where being powerful meant that somebody was was going to be over you or it meant that you were not powerful. Or there's so many experiences where control or power struggle has been the the experience that why would we even want to dive into this subject? And so many people are so afraid of this subject and there's so much resistance around it. So stay with me if you feel resistance around the word power, because it's possible that it is for you, that this conversation is for you. The more resistance that you have, the more opportunity that we have to have the conversation of what is power. It's one of the, again, the most misunderstood yet simplest awarenesses. What is power? I start by observing my little self and my ego, and I can start to see where I have been shown power or my experience with power When I was young, the person with the power was the strongest physically. And the person that is the scariest holds the power. I remember superheroes having power, but the undertone always felt like they were always waiting for the bad guy to come in and defeat them. 
So there was always a debate on what power was. There was always a power struggle that I was still witnessing and that I was still observing in my world. The bad guy always gave the hero a challenge and purpose. So it is still always felt like the bad guy was still the one to fear. And that fear itself was given so much energy in my world and I believe collectively. That what we fear is what we focus on and that what is what feels like it takes over our power. And so the bad guy that I would see in a film or the 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 person that that was creating the conflict or creating the fear always held so much power and yes we know that the superhero at the end of the day usually always wins per se but when you feel the difference between the hero and the villain it is the villain that usually feels like the fear is there and that is what holds the power. So that isn't what is spoken clearly, but if you really feel the difference, which one feels more powerful? And for me, it was far more about the fear. And and yes, there was relief when the hero would win, but it didn't actually feel like power. Which brings me to the program of fear and the experience of fear. I go into my religious programming and because there was always this this character of Satan or the devil, there was so much power given to to this character in the story. There was so much power given to the fear of what that meant and to beware and to watch out and and they're out to get you and there's there's so much more control and and there was just so much energy around this character and ultimately what ended up happening is it felt like this was the excuse for everything and it was hard to believe that he was not the most powerful in ways because the energy around the fear, the energy around that character and how much control he could have over our world and how it was, you know, his followers and him and 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 how many times we were powerless because of this character in our lives. It starts to move me closer to the answer though. It must be who gets the most energy. Right? It must be that power is energy. And it's what gets the most energy. Energy is the most basic, basic science that we have. And it is the beginning of all science. And so many times when someone hears the word energy, 
they they disconnect like it doesn't actually pertain to them or that it's something else that that others talk about and it's a modality or a conversation that doesn't really apply to me it's holistic or it's you know whatever whatever your belief is on energy but realize that this is just basic science and it's so important to realize that what is power can be broken down to a very similar and and scientific way. And so take the light bulb, the light bulb or the universe. It is all the energy that runs things. So if you take the light bulb and you realize that there is an a power current and there is a connector to the light bulb and that is the energy that runs things. Now I can start to feel what power is. And as I keep moving in, I ask the question of where do I get the power? Where is the source? Where's the station? And so many of us assign this power to outside sources, whether it be uh, God, whether it be Satan, whether it be uh, a partner, whether it be our parents, whether it be the job or the money that we have in our bank accounts. There's so many things that we assign power to. And that that is the generator. That is the source of power. When I get these things, when when I feel this from this other source, then I will be powerful. And I am also very aware that there are a good amount of people who don't want to feel powerful. And they have beliefs around power that... that allows them to hide or to play small in this world. And that's more comfortable. It's more comfortable to not feel powerful. And then that way we don't actually have to feel all of this energy that's in us. And so both cases are absolutely true. There are those that are power hungry and who are seeking power and they assign this power to outside sources, to people or to things or or to whatever they deem as powerful. And there are those that are completely avoiding it as well. And so as I look at this, the hero gets it from the villain and the villain gets it from the victim and the victim gets it from the validation or the spectators. And so in so many cases, as we look at the stories that are going on, we create these same stories. We play a part in the story so that we can experience what is familiar. We can experience the hero and we can experience the villain and we can start to play these stories out to where we decide which character we play. And it must mean, if that's the case, that power comes from control over other people. And we need others to play their part. If power comes from other people, this is why we find ourselves 
playing the role of one of these characters because everybody needs to play the role in order for us to believe that power comes from a certain place outside of us. Again, all part of the narrative, all part of the stories of what is power. And it must be true that power comes from from other people. And understanding that is is the way that most of us are operating. That that must be true because we see it in every storyline. We see it in every relationship. And we're constantly observing and subconsciously we've downloaded so many programs that say in order to be powerful, there there has to be this other contrasting part in this. And so we don't even allow ourselves to consider another possibility. We don't even realize that, that this energy that we're talking about is unlimited and that it doesn't come from another person and that it doesn't, power doesn't come from an outside source. We don't even allow ourselves to really think about or experience that because we're so programmed to believe that power comes from this control or this, this way of, of making others play these other parts in our stories. Either it's the victim or it is the, um, it is the spectator in, in these, in these roles. And so really allowing ourselves to want to play out this story is, is where our subconscious minds are. And it's where we, we are running on this belief and we don't allow ourselves to consider what is real power. So could it be true that power comes from other people? Power is energy and energy cannot be destroyed or created. Energy is unlimited. It is a, it is the way that the universe is designed to create and we are a part of that. We are the source of what that power is. And if it cannot be destroyed or it cannot be created, energy is everywhere. But it is used through our bodies and in our emotions, right? Inside of our bodies, we start to feel energy through our emotions. Emotions are the fuel and the power of life. It doesn't take long or you don't have to look very far to see someone or to have a conversation with someone who is in apathy, someone who has either taken medicine or, or learned a defense on how not to feel, to protect themselves, or there is substances being used. There's so many ways that we have protected ourselves from feeling all of this power because of the distortion that comes in our minds, because of the judgment, because of the fear of this power. And so it doesn't take us very long to see why it is that we feel powerless and that we're not experiencing the juice and the electricity and the passion in our lives because we have disconnected from this energy source. We have disconnected from the emotions that run through us because we're afraid, because we 
have these narratives and these stories in our minds that create a separation from this power because we, because again, it doesn't feel like it's love. Uh, we, we don't believe that it is. And so as we look at this, we start to say, if power is energy and knowing that our emotions are energy in motion, what is it that we are all looking for? We're looking for a feeling. We're looking for this power. We want to return back to ourselves. Energy is fuel and it is the power of life. The heart is 5,000 times more powerful than our heads or our thoughts. I can't tell you how many times I am either on social media or I'm talking to someone and they do not understand the vital energy of emotions. And they want to talk about the, the programming in their head, the mindset. I hear that buzzword all the time. What is mindset? And I'm not discounting what our thoughts are. And I'm not discounting how important our stories are to become in alignment. But what I am saying is if we only work on our stories, if we only look at trying to create positive words in our head, we wonder why we're not actually getting results. We're not connected to the heart. We're not connected to the energy source, to our gut, to the to the inscape that is within us. We're not connected to the universe that is within us that connects us all. And so we wonder why we are on this constant search because we're avoiding this energy. We're avoiding the emotions. We're avoiding the journey to dive deep within ourselves. So again, the heart is 5,000 times more powerful than our heads. So how this shows up is the person that is most powerful is the person that can feel the most. Now, that doesn't always look the, the same way for everyone in this life, right? It, it, it can look messy and it can look uh, very easily we can judge the person that feels the most. But that judgment is just a way to avoid our own feeling, our own emotions, our own connection to what is is going on in the world. We're afraid to really feel that much. And so that is what power is. Power is that energy and that emotion and that movement that fuels everything. I want to talk about power struggle in relationships. I work with so many couples and in that, even the individuals that I work with, relationships are such a vital 
mirror and process into asking the question, who am I? Because we're constantly looking at other people to, to understand ourselves as well. And especially our intimate relationships, but not, not solely, uh, our intimate relationships. This is in every relationship. There is a mirror that happens when we look into the eyes of another individual. And there is always, I can say that because I can't think of a time that I haven't experienced power struggle in relationships. Because what I'm talking about today is a very uh, evolved concept. It's a very big concept. It's not like the world has embraced this concept yet, the outside world. And the reason why I know that is because again, there is so much conflict. There is so much war. There is so much conversation about who's right, who's wrong, all the judgment that goes on around us. There is always a, a power struggle that goes on. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't those that know what power is, but what I am saying is, 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 99.9% of the time, I'm going to, you know, leave that space open. But this is a huge theme that goes on in relationships. And where I see this play out, played out the most is in relationships of all forms, in every form, work relationships, family relationships, intimate relationships, and every relationship that you can think of, even the relationship with yourself, we can actually be in a power struggle with ourselves. And so all a reflection of believing that power comes from an outside source or that power comes from this identity that we have to become, that we don't really go inside and understand what power actually is for us. And so in all of these relationships, there becomes what is called a power struggle. Who holds the power? Who's in control? And oftentimes this plays out in so many ways where there is so much pain involved. And it's, again, all a reflection of believing that power comes from an outside source, that it comes from this person or it comes from this place. This is where we find ourselves in power struggles, when someone else needs to be above another or better than another. In order to see ourselves, in order to see our power, so many times this is how we distort it. This is what we believe has to happen, that we have to take our power from someone else. And that will make us feel powerful. That will make us feel valuable. That will make us feel loved. And it is like completely unsustainable. And so that's why the search and the control and the power struggles get magnified over and over and over again because that is never the source. You cannot take power from another person and actually feel the source or the power within. And so what this looks like is we find ourselves in these power struggles and when someone needs to be above another or better than another, then we also see that someone needs to be right or someone needs to be wrong 
or we start to play this narrative and this story out of who's the hero, who's the victim, um, who's the villain, and we start to categorize all of these these narratives and, and we all play a part and we decide which character we're gonna play. So we start to blame others and the other person is to blame for how we feel. That is how it starts to look up, look in a relationship. We start telling the story that it is because of something or someone, it's because of a family member, it's because of a coworker, it's because of a boss, it's because of my spouse, it's because of my kids, it's because of the world, it's because of, of my finances, it's because of um, I'm running out of time. All of these things that, all of these excuses or these, these, these ways that we blame outside of ourselves is where we start to lose our power. When we start to tell stories that we feel a certain way because of another person, then it is the key that our egos are taking over and giving away our true power that's within. The moment you start blaming, The moment you start hearing these excuses, the moment you start judging, the moment you feel powerless or you feel disconnected from love, that is the key that your ego is taking over to protect you. And the reason it's protecting you is because in order to move into our power source, in order to move into ourselves, in order to move into the inscape, we have to face the unknown. Because the stories that we've heard, that this person is going to love us, that this person is gonna value us, that this, that the money is going to give us control or power or safety or freedom, that, All of these stories, we have to move through those and walk into the unknown and say, what is power? So the ego will always jump in and and try and rescue us into not feeling that uncertainty, to not feeling that unsafety of moving into and past those stories and really starting to ask the question of what is power? Who am I? What, what more could be possible beyond the stories, beyond the identity that I believe I am, beyond the labels, beyond what is known to me, what is possible? And the ego will fight and the head will jump in and will want to move back into something comfortable, will want to move back into the narrative. And so that's what happens when we give our power away. And ultimately what we're doing is, is we are blaming something on the outside, but ultimately telling a story that it is an outside source that's going to give us power. When we want to believe that another person is the source or the creator of our world, that's another way of saying it. So somebody can come into my world and create for me. That somebody else has power in my world would be the belief if I bought into that somebody else is the source. When I realize that I am the creator of my world, when I realize that 
that it is it is myself that like we talked about in in the podcast on projections and and stories and really understanding that when we t- when we take back that power when we understand and be the witness of our world that we become the source of that and so that is so many times what happens i see this every day with individuals that i work with with and the story and the belief that other people are the source or that they are to blame for our lack and our own desires it sure doesn't seem fair considering that most of us have been taught this from such a young age and when we get praise or validation from another, then we are worthy or loved. I use the analogy of learning to walk for a child. And it, and it starts way earlier than this, but I think it's a good visual of understanding that when a child is learning to walk or when a child does something, so many times they feel the energy and the praise and the validation. They don't understand it logically, but they do understand how it feels to have that reflection of their own power, to to feel their worth, to feel their value, to feel that praise does resonate with them because they are purely and uh, authentically connected to their own source of power. And so they start to get that praise, that validation, and they slowly but surely start to disconnect from their own source. They don't know that that outside source is is not going to be sustainable, that it's not a constant, that that is not where power comes from. So what it looks like to not be in that power struggle, what does it mean to now look at the possibilities if this program is not working for us, if this program is faulty, if it's if it's not actually being sustained, then what does it look like? And what does it look like in relationships specifically? Again, I think that this is a really good reflection to look at relationships. But again, it happens in other areas of our lives too. It happens in our finances. It happens in our bodies. It happens in, um, in so many ways in our ego. So What does it look like in relationships? What would it mean if we had shared power? So we're no longer in a power struggle. It means that we share it. It means that it's all of ours. It means that we have understood and felt and returned back to our own inscape, back to our own worlds and really understanding that we are the creator of our own worlds and that we are the source of this power. What would it look like to be in a relationship then? And through the history of time, we have believed that power is that physical power. That physically, when you could overpower someone, that that meant you were more powerful. And usually and typically, that would mean that the man in the relationship was the one that was most likely with the physical power and therefore holds the power and control. Over the history of time, we are still working through this distorted power. We are still working through what power is. And remember that power is energy. Now, does it take energy to be physically strong? Absolutely. And 
that is still an incredible feeling when you realize that your body can be physically strong and it can be fueled by that strength. But it has been distorted when you realize that we are all looking to feel a certain way. And even giving our power away to physical strength is a disconnect from what I'm talking about. And so the energy and the emotion that comes into play is where the power is. And so again, through history, we have really been asking the question of what is power? And power is an inner knowing and it's the energy to create. It's an inner knowing. That's when you can start to feel what power is. You can feel it within yourself and you can recognize it in others when you see and feel someone who is connected to themselves, someone who knows themselves, someone who is not out searching to get power from another. And we can recognize that as we see it because that is what ultimately we're wanting as well. Because of this inner knowing and this power to create, there is no need to overpower someone. And we realize that if we are in this power struggle, we are in lack ourselves. We do not feel connected to our source of power. And that knowing and that inner energy that we tap into. In the ideal relationship, power is shared. Power is magnified and it is never taken from another. There is never a need to prove anything. There's never a right or a wrong in a shared powerful relationship. Always room to explore always room to create, and always enough. There's always room to expand and explore, and there's always enough. Power is no longer a threat. It is a gift. And it allows each individual to fuel their own worlds and to be passionate about them to feel the power within them and to feel passion, to feel energy moving, to feel the excitement and the the power within us, the humility that we have when we get into this place of our connectedness within ourselves to get into the inscape. It comes with this feeling, this deep sense of humility that connects us all. Because again, this power is not something that you get with your head. It's not something that you get with your ego. It's not something you get from this outside source or from another. So when power is shared, it's magnified. Again, there's never a need to be right. There's not a reason to try and control or create in someone else's world. There's always room to expand and explore. Power is a gift and it allows all of us to be able to feel our world and it can be magnified in ourselves as we mirror that with each other. So it allows so much freedom. There is no longer any blame 
We own our own worlds. We own our emotions. And we have the safety and the space to explore it all. Because we realize that this is our world. We realize that everything is a projection. We realize that this is the gift of the experience that we're having. And so when I'm working with couples and individuals, I often say, probably, I I don't even want to know how many times a session, that you're giving your power away. Right? I hear your story. I hear the role that you're playing and I'm not discounting how uncomfortable that is or how painful that story is because it is and I've lived my own, trust me. And so as I look at these stories, I look at how this story is disconnecting us from ourselves, how we are taking on the different roles and how uncomfortable it is to really connect back to ourselves in this power and witness the stories that we've been telling. It can be frustrating, but oh, so necessary in order to create our own worlds. Realizing that we're giving our power away by using these stories is one of the most bravest, courageous, vulnerable things that we can do. Because remember, walking into the unknown is is what I believe we're all afraid of. And so leaving our story and allowing for a new story, allowing for a new possibility is is where there is so much power. We give our power away in blame. We give it away in playing the victim. We give our power away when we no longer know or share our truth. If we don't know how we feel, if we don't know what we're thinking, if we are not connected to ourselves, if we don't know ourselves, then how can we share our truth? How can we be powerful mirrors? Because most of us could be going around in a way that we are not in our own worlds. We are in blame. We are in other people's worlds. We're trying to get power from others. We give our power away when we try and protect the other person without staying connected to the shared power. If I have to protect you, if I have to shelter um, or try and keep you or control you in any way, then we are not in shared power. I'm taking on this hero mentality of... And it's an insult. It is a disconnect from what is within the other person. We give our power away in our heads all day, every day, when we don't allow ourselves to receive love and the power within. So we give ourselves, we give our power away when we are not connected to our inscape, when we're not connected and we're in our heads all day, every day. And we don't allow ourselves to receive love or the power within. When we don't allow ourselves to feel. Anytime we disconnect from our inscape, we separate from our own power. And this is when we give it away. When we get to our heads, when we get to the stories, when we start playing these roles, we start to give our power away. You are the source. You and only you can tap into and use this precious resource inside of you, inside of all of us. 
but you are the source of everything that you're wanting. Your head might very well be resisting this concept and your ego might be fighting me on this concept. Find the evidence that when you were with the specific people, this is what your ego will do. It'll find evidence of when you were with specific people or in situations that were outside of you, that is when you felt power. And yes, that's probably true. I know that your head and your ego can really look at this, this, this new program that I'm, that I'm sharing with you. And it can say, well, I have evidence of, I felt more powerful. I felt more love. I felt this way when I was in the presence or when I was connected to these people. So Tanya, how can this be true? When, when I'm with, when I'm with other people, I feel a certain way. And that's because depending on what it is that that other person is reflecting, where that person is on the scale of emotions, where we are connecting, but ultimately within ourselves is what is happening. So if, if I were to tell the story that I felt more valuable when I was with that person, or I felt more love when I was with that person, ultimately I felt it within myself because the same a different person could be with that person and it would not mean that they felt that coming from the other person. They could be completely cut off from that feeling. So remember that even though there are mirrors and there are people who have, who have, who live in their heart space or people who have, have done their, their work, whatever that looks and feels like, who have moved into their inscape. Yes. Do they mirror to us a vibration and an emotion and energy that is within us as well. Yes, that that absolutely can happen. But they are still not the source. They are still not, you don't, you don't attach to other people or other things hoping that you're going to continue to feel something because ultimately it is waiting for you to return back to yourself and that and to reclaim what you believed was lost. So understanding that your ego will try and separate you from this concept because it is so much easier, we believe, to believe that this comes from an outside source because, again, walking into our inscape and being able to get to this power source is what I believe all of our greatest fear, to know ourselves and to feel our power. Let's talk about love. Let's talk about the most desired thing we all universally want. And just like power, extremely distorted. And we are still looking for connection and clarity of what love really is. Now, um, as we do that, it is so important to realize that I could argue that love and power are the same coin, two sides of the same coin, and that it is really the power within us is what love is. I believe that there is no coincidence that 
power and love are the two most sought after ideas and concepts of this world. And we are searching for both of them. And I think that it is incredible when we start to think about what is power and that we all are wanting the same thing. Love is who we are. And the connection to ourselves is what is power. It is moving into the inscape and connecting to ourselves, connecting to our power within, being able to feel the emotions, being able to feel the energy, is when we realize that we are the source and that love is, that is self-love. That is a definition of self-love. Love is a state of being. It is never something that we have to do or to give others. We can always radiate more and more power, more and more love. And in no doubt is it in us all. And that's the reason others may feel it because it is in them too. Anytime we feel we need to give others love, we are actually feeding into the illusion of lack. I use the example of my kids, but keep in mind that it is the same in work, it's the same in relationships, and it's the perfect reflection for what is really going on for us personally. But I think it's a good example. I don't think there is much debating that I love my kids with everything in me. And that's the key, that I project out everything in me. And if I am not in my power, if I am in lack, or if I am projecting onto my kids that they need love or they need something from me, I am saying that they don't already have it. And I am disconnected from my own because I am projecting out lack. I'm projecting out that somebody else needs my love. Again, I use my kids because I do, I do think it's a good example of understanding that if I'm in lack or if I'm in scarcity, which all of us are on some level, then I'm buying into the program that says I have something that you don't. That is my ego. I have something that you don't. I connect with so many parents who are giving and giving and giving and giving and giving. And again, this happens in so many relationships. You don't have to have children to understand what it means to continue to give and give and give in relationships and in the world and in your creations and you're trying to give so much and understand that that is our ego. That is arrogant. That How dare we? How arrogant of me to believe this, to believe that I am more powerful than my child, who no doubt in my mind can feel more energy and more connection than I have. There's no doubt that I am more separated 
from my source, from my inscape, from my pure essence than this child. And so really understanding that this is where we get lost and this is where power gets distorted by experiencing this hierarchy or the systems and the programs that we've been taught that somehow we have something that in order to prove that we're valuable, in order to prove that we're worthy, in order to prove that we're good enough, we start to project out that we're not, that we are searching for something that we don't, that we're not already connected to. And in order to do that, we create these hierarchies. We create these imbalances. We create this, this power struggle and we don't really hold space and allow for this shared power. And again, I use my kids because so many parents will say, and each of us were a child at some point that was also projected onto. And so we all have similar programs that say that somebody else holds the power and that that it depends on who is going to win the power struggle of who's more powerful instead of practicing shared power. And the my kids is a good analogy because again, that ego or that hierarchy of somehow it's my responsibility to give them something that they already have or to not be humbled by their greatness and their power and to not learn what it is that they're teaching us. And so understanding how to share power in all situations is such an incredible gift. And I no longer have to be in control. I no longer am responsible for, uh, for how they feel. I'm no, I, I can allow myself to share power, to empower them to be the best version of themselves and to create in their world. Power is love and it is energy. Power is the ability to feel energy and to connect with it. Allowing all emotion, energy in motion. Power comes from within and it is who we are. It is our birthright. I invite you to take a moment and allow yourself to be here and nowhere else in this moment. Give yourself permission, make the choice to be here, to be present. Turning your attention to your breath. Breathing in, feeling your body. Allowing yourself to breathe in the energy of the universe and feel the connection of this power that you are made of. Breathing in and out. Observing your thoughts of not being good enough or there is not enough. And smile at the misbelief and the lie that you've been telling yourself. Smile at the stories that you've been telling 
breathing and feeling the moment inside of you, this moment inside of you. Feel this moment nowhere else and the vibration of your body. Be in stillness and feel the vibration of your body. Allow yourself to feel the power inside of you. The source of this power is inside of you. Move your attention to your hands and your feet and feel the vibration in your hands and feet. Allow yourself to observe your mind at the same time and any thoughts or programs that say there is not enough. There's not enough of anything in your life that your body is not enough. Smile and laugh at the lie that you've been telling yourself that you don't have enough time. Smile and laugh at the lie that you've been telling yourself. Feel the power within you to slow time in this present moment by the very presence that connects you to every dimension of your life. Breathing in and out. Experiencing this moment And in this moment, your past, your present, and your future are all one, slowing time down. All are right here in this moment. Feel the power of the present moment. Move to your heart and feel gratitude for the gift that it is. And that it beats for you every moment without ever being asked. Feel your heart. Feel the vibration and the energy around it. The energy around it that connects to it and is the fuel and the fire that keeps us alive. Feel your heart. Feel gratitude for your heart. Feel gratitude for being alive in this moment. Breathe in and out. And observe the thoughts that say that you are not loved. That you're not valuable. And laugh and smile at the lies that you've been telling yourself. Feel the lie that says you are not equally as valuable as the sun and the moon. Bring your attention to your stomach and feel your gut. Feel the incredible area of this power source. It supports the unity between your body and your soul how it generates vital support for your body, in your body. Breathe in a little deeper 
and allow yourself to feel your breath and the oxygen inside of your stomach. Going deeper, sinking deeper into your stomach, into your gut. Breathe in and out and feel the connection to the power within. Move in deeper and in your mind's eye, find yourself in the world of your creation. You are the God and goddess of this world. There is a landscape available to you with unlimited resources. Welcome home. Welcome to the Inscape.